He always seems to get involved, doesn't he? I'm telling you, too many coconuts have hit him right on top of the skull. Well, I think uh, Anthony will be a great acquisition. He can do it all. Avery, whose show is this? Welcome everybody to the Anthony Irwin Show. I am Anthony Irwin. Today joined by somebody who frankly should have been on the show a long time before she's finally making this appearance. Uh, somebody whose work I have always uh, respected and somebody who played an unknowing role, I would imagine, in my career. The first time I ever appeared in a uh, in a newspaper was actually an email I sent to you uh, years ago. Uh, when you asked about, I think it was about Steve Ballmer purchasing the Clippers, how Lakers fans felt about it. You were asking for email responses. I gave one and it printed out. So if anybody is annoyed at the fact that I have a platform, Miriam, you've played a role in it. <laughs> is that right? Wow. Well, hey, as fate would have it. That's pretty cool. Uh, Miriam Swanson of the Southern California News Group. She has a column. She was a longtime beat reporter of the Clippers and has had an up-close uh, look at the post-Balmer purchase Clippers, the relationship that the Lakers and the Clippers have had, and the one that the league has tried to kind of push upon everybody, and most especially the Lakers and the Clippers. Um, and that's essentially what I wanted to talk about today, is, is as Kawhi and Paul George are seemingly healthy, and as Anthony Davis and LeBron James are seem seemingly healthy, the amount of noise that and and hype that would normally you would think be swirling around a Lakers and Clippers, again I guess rivalry for lack of a better term here, uh, that la the lack of hype here is really noteworthy to me because of how hard they have pushed the the combination of these two teams essentially since Kawhi showed up. So I kind of wanted to start here, Miriam, just in general the 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 fact that the Clippers have a healthy. Well, at least seemingly healthy, Paul George and Kawhi Leonard, a really deep roster around them. This seems like the kind of team that should be kind of a no doubt about it, absolute championship contender, if not favorite, if you just look at the if you just look at the roster, and yet not much kind of talk about that. They've flown under the radar here because of the Lakers Westbrook drama, because of the uh, Sarver situation, because of the Umeyudoka situation, because of all of the other storylines around the league, the Clippers are just kind of rolling along. Given how much effort has gone into raising awareness of this brand, uh, do you find that interesting? Do you find that true? Do you even agree with the premise? Man, you're crazy. You don't know what you're talking about. Anthony. <laughs> um, no. I play, I play. Um, but yeah, um, as far as like the league and everyone wanting to make it happen, it's sort of like you see Mean Girls like fetch. It's like yes. Never gonna happen. <laughs> as I was saying, um, I was like, please make the joke. Please make the joke. <laughs> <laughs> right. I mean, that's yeah. the NBA's version of that. Um, um, I you know, the thing about the Clippers, and I guess I think this has been true for a while, um, is since I guess since Kawhi PG came, maybe is that they're a bigger national story than local story. In mm -hmm. sort of a conundrum that way That's where I think yeah. um, locally people either choose like, you know, people are Laker fans more often than not here in L.A. Mm -hmm. um, and everyone knows that. Um, and and 
that and because of that um i think that <laughs> people either are resentful of the clippers in, in their position at the moment and they'd rather not discuss yeah. them think about them care about them um <laughs> yep. or they just like really don't care so it's like because <laughs> there's plenty of entertainment and drama and intrigue um purple and gold so um as far as local attention being paid to the clippers i think it's it's a lot that um and i think the clippers Honestly, I you know especially like if you think about Kawhi and sort of his his you know mo um, flying under the radar is just fine with them. So uh, yeah, I yeah. think that's where we are. Yeah, it's funny Lakers fans' response, especially to like watch when this goes live. Uh, the response is either going to be we don't care or we really 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 care that it looks like we don't care from Lakers fans, right? Facts. Yeah, <laughs> it's going yeah. to. It, there's a lot of energy spent on appearing not to care about the Clippers. And, you know, to a certain extent, uh, th- I'm, I'm, I will cop to my biases here. I kind of sort of get it where, where once Bomber purchased the team and especially once uh, Kawhi and Paul George showed up, there was this rush to, okay, they're on the level. This, this is now a rivalry. We are going mm-hmm. to call this a rivalry with the Lakers when everybody, who, especially locally, would, would say this, that's not – really how this works. So I think some of the frustration is because of the way it's presented. Some of the other some of the other frustration I think is also illogical because of course a team with Paul George and Kawhi Leonard and a solid supporting cast should be thrown up there among the the league's elite. Of of course that's how we should look at these two teams. And especially if you look at it from the perspective of the way that the two organizations operate. The Clippers are run like Microsoft. The Clippers are run with incredibly beefed up executive staffs, all of the information that you could possibly hope for and, and, and all of the analytics are, mm-hmm. are used to make the Clippers as good as they can possibly be, whereas the Lakers are run like a YMCA team that like, you know, some, some dad is like, <laughs> I guess I'll volunteer to coach. Hey, you over there, like whoever's standing closest to me. Yeah, you want to come over here and help? Um, and and like you look at the you you look at the way those there's two a charm things, in that. Cool. <laughs> sure, we can call it charm. <laughs> <laughs> um, but but it's it's so fascinating to see the way mm. and and yet even while the Clippers are run like Microsoft and the Lakers are run like a YMCA team, the Lakers have the one ring over this mm-hmm. stretch while this has has gone on. So, like, how does f- from your perspective in covering them? Like does that has to just drive everybody that you talk to insane? How did they win a championship? <laughs> How did they do that? Um, when when Magic like the year after Magic just re- quits to tweet more, they go off and they win a championship. Like the the people that you talk to from the Clippers have to be driven insane by that. I, it definitely hurt. Um, it it was and it has stuck with them. And I think you still uh, there's a little bit of like. PTSD is not the right word, but um, like when you hear Lawrence, like their swagger going into that first season, they had Kawhi oh and PG. Yeah, it, you know, like they, you know, prices spotlights about to go not, up. Or was it yeah, like, lights, and like not spotlights. Yeah, and Pat and Lou were talking all their mess, and mm-hmm. it and it was like that, covering that was really fun. Um, mm-hmm. um, but it was like kind of unearned bravado because like <laughs> they hadn't yet done play the game they were still the clippers yeah and uh <laughs> yeah. yeah um and then of course you know and like they were rolling when the pandemic happened i think the 
I don't know if they've won 10 in a row, but almost something like that, mm-hmm. you know, and then, you know, the world shuts down and then they put them in a bubble and uh, the Clippers had a, you know, the, the Lakers were super impressive and they kept it together. They're professionals. They had LeBron. They, you know, followed suit. There was obviously a lot going on in the world at that time too, but like personally for the Clippers, like Pat Bev went home because someone close to him died. Trez mm-hmm. went home because his grandma died. Lou Will went home because someone close to him died. And then the whole Jack Harlow, uh, Lemon Pepper, Lemon Wayne Pepper. Blue mm-hmm. happened. Um, so it was not good times for, for and then of course they were the three, one lead. Um, and it was like all that spotlights over streetlights business looked really, really dumb. Um, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it's and, some of my favorite memes it's it has produced some of my favorite content <laughs> yeah um but and so i think they've learned from that so they're like not approaching this season like like from a team perspective and a marketing perspective like it's not like that at all and you can kind of hear they're a lot more uh like guard is not the right word either but they're just more re- like i guess yeah you know it's like well we gotta play the games and this is not easy <laughs> <You're> like, <laughs> yeah, duh. um yeah. but uh and uh so yeah they're very much saying all the right things now business like good way to put it you know on the microsoft trip but um so I, I yeah i think that hurt a lot and it was embarrassing um but they learned from it and they got Ty Lu out of it and um here we are now and they're gonna give it another go but they're gonna sort of approach it sort of in a kind of you know more business-like way how much of that bravado was gone with the departure of patrick beverly like that he was such you know when you have paul george talks but mostly when he's asked stuff right Kawhi doesn't like to talk and and so patrick beverly kind of sort of became the the voice of the clippers and so when he departs how how did that affect the, that team's culture and how does that, does that still, are they still kind of missing that, that puff out your chest presence to, to, to get them through some of this stuff? Well, last season was very, it was super fun to cover um, for me, um, but it, it definitely like, you know, like, like zoo and all those guys, or if it's a zoo about um, all those guys would be like, it's so weird to not like have Pat's voice all yeah. the time. <laughs> like <it's- laughs> <laughs> to be here and not constantly be hearing that um, because that's Pat, you know, he's a huge presence. Um, but um, I actually texted became... somebody close to the Lakers when I was watching Pat and LeBron um, interact on the court. And it was funny to me because like the Lakers were down like six or seven points and LeBron clearly knows all of the things that Pat would be pointing out to him on the, on the court. And you just still see Pat just going like, yeah. And then, and then you got to go over there and you got to go over there and you got to go over there. And LeBron is just like, Oh my God, Holy cow. (laughs) (laughs) And honestly, that was one of my questions going into your guys, the Lakers season with, um, with Pat is just like, (laughs) like how long will Pat, like will LeBron and AD be like, like like if you're zoo you like you're like yeah pat tell yeah. me what to do right mm-hmm. but if you're lebron and like, like <laughs> pat's voice is incessant telling you all the things you probably already know um yeah i don't know like are there days where you're like bro like i don't know like yeah, or I, or you're like yeah that energy i see what it does to everybody else yes like it's good for winning gabriel it's good for austin reeves it's good for you know what i mean like yeah then, then like lebron like knows enough to appreciate that um yeah i texted but, uh, when i texted yeah. i said this it's going to be interesting to watch that over the course of the year. Cause yes, absolutely. LeBron, I think can also identify that's going to help the other guys, but also 
it's this nagging, nagging migraine in the back of my head. <laughs> it just won't stop. <laughs> so I'm fascinated Mute. how that's going to go. Yeah, yeah like, exactly. Go tell them. I'm good here. Go, 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 go with those guys. <laughs> uh, but that's Pat. Like, Pat's 100% Pat yeah. 100% of the time. So, uh, yeah. So last year was definitely different without him. Um, but it kind of became sort of like a Reggie Jackson's team. Um, mm. And he also is very high energy. But... Uh, mm-hmm. A different kind of energy you know like pat's kind of a killer and reggie's kind of a lover <laughs> and so um he was just like we're having fun we're still having fun we're always having fun <laughs> like, so <laughs> and, and in a season where you don't have Kawhi, and when a season when you ended up not having pg for most of it um it kind of made the what could have been like a really kind of eh, season kind of fun they had like crazy comebacks and you know, mm-hmm. um, so it, there was a lot of like joy in like the, the struggle <laughs> last year, um, yeah. knowing, but they also it helped knowing next year Kawhi will be back next year. Paul George should be healthy. So, um, yeah, they had something to look forward to. And uh, yeah, it, it, but it was different without Pat for sure. Is um, it kind of reminds me of the season before Pat or before uh, Kawhi and, and Paul George showed up, right? Because. Mm-hmm. Last year's team did surprise some teams, and they they were very competitive. And the year before uh, Kawhi and Paul George showed up, they had won, I think, 50 games and, and you know, really surprised some people. If it wasn't 50, it was close. It was up, yeah, it wasn't quite 50, but yeah. yeah. And, they were the eighth seed, and they played the Warriors well in the first round, and that was mm-hmm. like... And, and I remember when, when uh, Paul George and Kawhi showed up, I thought, well, I thought the analysis was a little reductive, where... Oh, it's a 47 win team, and you're adding Paul George and Kawhi to that. Like, that's gonna, they're gonna be incredible. And it's like, well, yeah, but the guys who won the 47 games might not necessarily be ready to accept roles that come with, hey, there are two giant stars now at the top of this roster, and everybody slots down a little bit. And I think we saw that play out a little, but this year is kind of interesting because last year's team didn't quite enjoy that same level of success you're adding Paul George and Kawhi to a team that already has played with Paul George and Kawhi. So I feel like the recipe here makes a lot more sense than it did when Paul and, and Kawhi first got there. Agreed. Um, and all this takes time. I mean, it was, uh, with, um, what's meta world peace is calling himself now. <laughs> what time is it? I have no I idea. <laughs> I remember after they lost in the bubble, he, he tweeted about the Clippers and was like, um, I hope they don't blow it up because it takes time. It, mm-hmm. Like it takes time. And I was like, it's coming like the, the sage advice from you know, <laughs> metal world, world peace. peace. Yeah, yeah. So, but, um, but it is one of those things they have. The one thing they, the one thing they didn't have, and I remember Dr. Rivers saying it a lot was that they didn't have that continuity, continuity, right. They mm-hmm. didn't, they didn't know each other. Um, you know, it wasn't like, he'd always say, you could, I could call out, you know, like in, Milwaukee or whatever, they can call it a play and everybody knows what it is here. Yeah. You know, we have to like teach new things to new guys. Um, and so now they've all been around each other. And and even though Kawhi hasn't played last year, they all know Kawhi better, you know, and it's not mm-hmm. like he's this like, like mysterious dude who like, you know, won a bunch of championships and showed up like they've been around him a long time. Mm-hmm. Um, and and they played together a lot. And even like their new pieces played enough with the guy enough of the guys that are there like they only really lost isaiah hartenstein off of last year's team so mm-hmm. um yeah Who's I, mean, good. I, I liked him but but yeah uh how are you covering this 
you know, now as a columnist, right, you're looking at this more of like a macro look at the city's sports. And uh, again, it's it's a Lakers team that like the news this morning is Russell Westbrook is coming off of the bench. Oh, boy, I can't wait to see how this looks. Right. And and so as that's going on, the Clippers are are like we're saying, kind of sort of flying under the radar. So like what what type of angle, what approach are you taking to, to covering the dynamic between these two teams that like everybody got kind of sick of hearing about, but clearly aren't neither team are going anywhere. Steve Ballmer built that arena or is building that arena in Inglewood. The Lakers obviously aren't going anywhere, though the crypto.com arena title of their building might be going. Um, <laughs> but but like, how, are, how are you looking at this from, from your perspective now that you have to pay a little more attention to both of these teams? Um. I felt like just like living in LA, I kind of was paying attention. To, yeah, it's hard you can't not help to pay it. attention to Lakers, right? Um, <laughs> yeah. Um, plus, Especially because you know, every time you tweet out anything about the Clippers, you're getting some Lakers fans saying, "Not the Lakers." Yeah, yeah. <laughs> don't care. Yeah. <laughs> don't care so much. I gotta like, <laughs> like you said, tell exactly. you I don't care, um, which is fine. Like I get it. I I am I'm married to a big Lakers fan, so it's like. Oh really? Yes. Yes. Huh. Um, yeah, yeah, the, yeah. He'd walk in the background. I'd be doing Clippers podcasts, and every now and then he'd walk in the background with Anthony Davis shirt, and those guys would be like, "What?" I'm like, I'm just a reporter. Like, so oh, does he it's... tell you that, like, when you when you're like writing or whatever, does he tell you, like, oh, I, 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 I promise, I don't care. I promise. <laughs> he got better about it. Um, okay. <laughs> But like, yeah, the first year, the first year I covered them was that 18, 19 season. So, yeah, mm -hmm. 18, 19 season before Kawhi and PG. And I'd come home from these games and be like, yo, they just beat the Bucks in overtime. It was pretty exciting. It was cool. He's like, I don't care. <laughs> uh, but then he kind of was like, I think, I don't know. He, somehow I, uh, he ended up, I don't know if he cared. Like, he cared to not care like most of okay. your friends. Yeah. Uh -huh. Yeah. yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah, that's, so he's, that's, yeah, he, yeah, he got used to it. So <laughs> I remember the the first the first team I so oh man, this this site is now defunct. But I uh, back when Jen, my wife, it was more of a Lakers fan. Now she like actively kind of despises them because it means that they they take me away from our two kids for like four hours every night. But uh, back when we were dating in. I was still trying to get a foothold here. The first team I actually covered was the Clippers. It was back when Blake and, and Paul were there. And uh, I would, yeah, I would be watching the game and she would walk into that, into the room and she'd be like, why are the Clippers on? What are you doing? <laughs> <laughs> so I, I, I yeah. that, that dynamic is really funny because it sounds very similar. Yeah. Uh, so it is, I, it is wild though. Like just thinking about it. Like I remember, um, yeah, like the, the, that 18-19 season and they're in the playoffs and they're having a hell of a series against the Warriors. And like, you know, KD's getting thrown out of games and Pat's you know, getting under his skin and they yeah. had the 31-point like NBA record comeback. And, and like, but on talk radio, and this was like, you know, like <laughs> the, the entire, everything revolved around the Lakers still. They're like, the yep. Clippers didn't even get mentioned. And I was like, yeah. this was, if they played in any other town, It'd yeah. be the talk of the city. Like, my goodness, right? Yeah. And a fun, um, like a fun, you know, over, uh, overproductive team that like completely takes care and, and like likable to, mm -hmm. to, to a certain extent. Like, yeah, I, I completely ignored. agree. <laughs> it was just like, <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's... there was a game on last night? Yeah. Yeah. Um, but 
but that's where LA's heart is. Like it's it. I'm you know I'm really interested to see like in the next decade or so if if the Clippers can make inroads. I mean it will take winning like mm-hmm. championships plural um, yep. to do it um, because LA is a Laker town, you know. And I mean I grew up here, I live here, like I I get it, um, and I appreciate that. So. Did you grow up a, a Lakers or a Clippers fan or, or was that, I mean, I fandom is always kind of funny to talk about in, in the journalism industry, but, but like, right. did, did you, did you grow up with a, with a preference towards one way or the other? Um, well, I lived in Southern California and I watched basketball. So. Mm-hmm. <laughs> mm-hmm. <It's almost> <laughs> <laughs> no, I mean, it's, it's, it's funny because, uh, yeah, I, I, I do have some friends who cover the Clippers and most of them have been lifelong Clippers fans. Um, but even that, even in, in, in that regard, talking to them about the Clippers that they grew up rooting for, it's, it's so different than the way that Lakers fans talk about the teams that they rooted for. And like, clearly the Clippers, the the Lakers were good. The Lakers Mm -hmm. won championships Mm -hmm. and the Clippers, you know, back then they, they were, there were some entertaining stretches, but you never really thought they were going to go out and win a championship uh, Mm -hmm. very often. And, and those kind of experiences, it, it actually makes for very interesting coverage of the now Balmer era of, of the Clippers, um, run or franchise because you you go through clearly like just what was always clear ineptitude under donald sterling um actual racism that that Mm. occurred under 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 Mm -hmm. donald sterling to now they are doing like and 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 this is funny i i was listening to i think it was a mean and he was saying like of the owners out there who are not held in high regard with their peers Balmer's one of the least popular ones because everybody's terrified. Yeah, this guy can just pay whatever, and he's competitive to pay whatever it takes, not just on the court, in the, in the front office, with training staffs, with facilities, with all of these things. And and yeah, when I when I talk to my friends who grew up Clippers fans and then now are covering this Clippers team under Steve Ballmer, it's always really interesting to me that they can note the steps forward that. I think eventually will lead to a championship. Like they, they know that the process is at least there. Whereas like mm-hmm. for me, I have to, I constantly have to fight Lakers fans who are like, well, screw process. They won a championship. And it's like, that doesn't. Okay, <laughs> cool. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah. 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 I, um, I guess, I guess yeah. for me, like, you know, given, given your experience, cause I think you you, your experience is fairly similar to mine then like where you see the process is there with the Clippers. The process isn't there with the Lakers. You grew up rooting for a Lakers team that did have good process back in the day. And then like, mm-hmm. you know, let Jerry West go and let Mitch Kupchak go. And before that, let Pat Riley go. Um, and, and, you know, whereas you see the Clippers are paying up for, Lawrence Frank's assistant GM to, to make sure that, that he sticks around and, and all these things. It's just, it's so fascinating to me to watch the, the dichotomy of these two organizations and yet the results aren't, aren't there. And, and I don't, I don't really know in a results business how to do that math. Yeah. It's interesting. I mean, I guess that's sports, right? (laughs) Right. Yeah. The best team doesn't always play the best at the right, you know? Um, I, I mean, it's, 
the Clippers are doing all the right things. And like, I hate to tell Laker fans, but it's coming, you know, um, because their process is, is like as good as it can be. And it's like, obviously Bomber has most of the money in the world. So like he can do whatever, (laughs) (laughs) you know, he can pay people, but also they have to do a good job and you have to pay the right people. You can't, I mean, there's, there's been owners who throw money like Artie Moreno, you know, pays a lot of money to certain things, but like, but he's not done it the right to, not to the right people. Phil right Jackson people. was expensive as an executive. Yes, right. Yeah. So, <laughs> yeah. So um, just having the money is one thing, but like using it wisely is another. And, but to your point, like, you know, that front office, like Michael Winger could have gone and gotten, you know, promotion somewhere else and stuck around. And um, they, all those guys actually, like their, their whole front office has been, people keep trying to poach them and like they just won't leave um Mm -hmm. and i'm sure they're getting paid well but um but also they must like it here you know (laughs) so (laughs) um you know it feels like it must be a fulfilling place and um also southern california so that's cool but um but they feel like they're building something and it's coming whether lakers fans like it or not um you just gotta you know it's it is a results oriented business but um if you do the right, you know, I think it's like if you work on your game, you know, you work on all of your game, it's going to come, come out when it needs to come out. Right. So, um, yeah. Yeah. Is, uh, with the Clippers and, and Lakers this year, I don't think obviously like a rival, a rivalry by definition has to take years and years and years of both teams seeing each other in the playoffs and, and one team winning a championship that another team feels like they should have won and, and all of that and all of that good stuff. But as the Clippers aren't going anywhere and as the Lakers clearly aren't, aren't, aren't going anywhere I, from, from your perspective here is, have you noticed this shift from Balmer in from like, all right, this, I think initially, I think from what I gleaned, he's, he thought that he could eventually make this potentially a Clippers town. And he really focused on the next generation of basketball fans in Southern California, building Clipper like parks with with Clipper stuff all over the the park. And every single public basketball court in the city of LA has a Clippers yeah, logo on it. <laughs> right, and 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 so, but do you have you noticed a shift? Do you think that's still his goal, or do you think he's kind of sized it down a little bit for at least the time being? Yes, I think so. I. I mean. He hasn't said this, but I mean, I do get the sense that um, they're like I said. After I think after the 2020 bubble situation, they kind of took a step back and reevaluated, and are more sort of realistic about. Um, I mean, they, obviously, like they, it's less LAR way now and more like, mm. okay, we're gonna do LA. our thing, improve, <laughs> <laughs> improve ourselves, and like, and we're gonna, you know, like one step at a time, kind of thing. Um, which is probably healthy. Um, I think so too. More productive. Yeah. Um, but um, I, yeah. Also, I feel like if you're trying to win like the hearts and minds of people in LA, like when LeBron with, you know, all his personality and the Lakers with all their intrigue are on the other side. And then you bring and your the, the stars you bring in are Kawhi and PG who um, are brilliant basketball players off injured but mm-hmm. <laughs> brilliant basketball players but like Kawhi is not like his 
his marketing campaign is that I'm the ironic fun guy, you know, like, <laughs> like I'm not, I'm talk. way more fun than you think. Yeah. Wait, well, it's like, on. yeah, I, yeah. I don't really talk. And then Paul George is, he's just like a chill dude. who gets booed as football games. Um, yeah. Poor guy. So like, um, yeah, they're not, they're not LeBron. Right. So they're not Steph Curry. Like if you had Luca or Steph Curry on the Clippers, that might move the needle more. Right. Mm-hmm. Like a, a guy like that. Um, so they're just going to like, yeah, they're going to be about their business and they're going to be really good. And it's going to drive Laker nation crazy. <laughs> yeah. I, what drives me crazy is, is just to look over there. Cause I'm a Dodgers fan and uh, the way that the Dodgers operate is very similar to the Clippers Absolutely. where, you know, everything is invested into to the fullest extent and the details don't fall between the cracks because you know, people know what their jobs are. Like hilariously, somebody from the Lakers leaked. We don't know what Linda Rambis does. We have no idea. We don't know when Magic Johnson is going to show up. When he was running the Lakers, they were like, well, maybe he'll be in today. Um, and that's just, it's the antithesis of the way that the Dodgers run. And I, I you know, I know as a, as a Dodgers fan, I didn't like their trade deadline. It annoyed me that, that like, in the middle of a season where they could set a wins record, they didn't do anything to really bolster their rotation, um, given how injured we already knew it was, but I'm willing to give them the benefit of the doubt because mm-hmm. this is the, like, we, I've, I've, it's a decade long stretch where they're either at the top or second place in the division. They have, you know, ripped off this incredible run, but again, similarly to the Clippers, only the one championship to, to, to point to. And that's the maddening part about sports, especially baseball, which is so random. Mm-hmm. Basketball is less random than that. Mm-hmm. Uh, and and it's so fascinating to me to look at the Clippers operate in the way that I want the Lakers to operate. And I think that's the part of this that like really tweaks Lakers fans is that if the Lakers operate with, with you know, the, the fact that the Lakers can go out and get LeBron James coming off of a sen- seven-year stretch where they won fewer games than just about every team in the NBA, um, the fact that the Lakers can go through that fire essentially its owner and fire its uh, lead basketball executive, go out and bring in Magic Johnson, and that gets you LeBron James. Imagine if they focused on the details. And I think that Lakers fans don't want to admit it, but with all of – because I've spent the entirety of this time propping up the way that the Clippers operate, and Lakers fans are probably sitting here. And the reason I think there's that frustration and that pointed effort to make it seem like we don't care – uh, that comes from, man, wouldn't it be nice if like we just hired a GM? The Lakers don't have a GM. Wouldn't it be nice if like they had, let alone uh, not just an, uh, a GM, but assistant GM mm-hmm. and, and all of these things. And, and I, yeah, I, I just, I've always yeah. found it so fascinating the way that like Lakers fans kind of sort of wish that the Lakers, the, the Lakers did things kind of like the Clippers. Because at the end of the day, they'd be the Lakers and they could, if they offer, if they trade it into the details, like, Ooh, that'd be scary, right? It would. Yeah, <laughs> you would think. Um, and yeah. yeah, more more smart people working on a problem is probably better than than fewer people working on a problem. So, um, yeah, but I, absolutely, I, I remember I like got the trade deadline. One of my first columns I wrote was that Dodger fans are going to give this front office the benefit of the doubt, exactly what you said, because mm-hmm. they've earned it. Um, whereas, yeah, um, I'm so I am. What I'm curious about is going into this season, um, and maybe the. I, 
you know, you have Pat Beverly on the team, so you're gonna make the playoffs. That's that's what I think. <laughs> Maybe. I like it. Maybe. Yeah. Um, <laughs> um, if uh, LeBron doesn't shoot him, yes, I think that's totally possible. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, but um, but I'm curious, like if if it kind of implodes again, and if it feels like last season, like <laughs> how like how LA reacts to that, and and you know how much patience. Because obviously, Lakers don't have the benefit of the doubt in the same way. Mm-hmm. Um, like, I wonder what it feels like in LA and w- what the fan response is, and if if people pay less attention, stop paying attention. If if attendance could even be like, obviously, Laker fans are, or Laker games are very popular, even during their mm-hmm. you know like their rebuilding kind of phase. But I don't know. Like, I wonder if it goes badly. Um, what what your people <laughs> how they'll react and, and how they'll yeah. feel uh i think you might have to ask your husband i don't know <laughs> but yeah i i think i think we're seeing it with rob palenka's extension right like he gets his extension and the immediate outcry about it and maybe i'm biased because i was the source of a lot of that outcry but but uh immediately so many lakers fans sitting there like wait what there's how like it just it doesn't make any sense to reward somebody with an extension coming off of last offseason but again there is always going to be that faction of lakers fans who are like yeah but he won us a championship Mm -hmm. so and there is no real retort to that i don't know what to say like when i get that it's like it happened i but like so did frank vogel you know (laughs) i agree i mean (laughs) I agree. I mean, so did Mitch Kupchak, right? And he was fine. Uh, yep, yep. Um, so did Jerry West. Jerry mm-hmm. West is the greatest executive in the history of the sport, and Jeannie has no time for him. So, him or his son. So, yeah, I don't, I don't really know uh, yeah, but, how yeah. that's going to go. That's I, crazy. I, I legitimately don't. <laughs> yeah, I mean, Jerry West was so good for the Lakers. Like he, so like those championships, he he deserves so much credit, obviously, for for all that. So yeah, it's pretty yeah. wild. And here he is suing HBO um, for his portrayal in, in their TV show. Well, um, I really appreciate you, Miriam, setting aside some time uh, heading into what will be a really busy uh, season here. I'm going to get out of the way and, and let you plug uh, whatever you want to plug. I've always enjoyed Miriam's work. So whatever she says uh, right now to tell you to read, go out and read it. Ha. Huh. Um, yeah, we're calling about Jeannie today. So um, there's well, there that go. out there. Um uh yeah so i guess if you i guess go to ocregister.com slash my name i don't know i don't know just go to go to our sports section and uh-huh. um bill plunkett is you know one of my favorite writers and he's covering doing you know if you're reading about the dodgers definitely follow him jp hornstra um my colleague jim alexander all those guys kyle goon does a wonderful job with the lakers as you guys probably know mm-hmm. um i hope you know um so yeah just come to our section our sports section on the internet and read our stuff please bill was legitimately one of in, in jp but G, uh, bill was probably my favorite person on the dodgers beat uh when i when i briefly ran dodgers nation he was so nice and he was so sarcastic and mm-hmm. i just loved every conversation <laughs> i had with that dude he was great yeah yeah all right i was a big fan so 
that's that's going to do it here for this episode and this week's episodes here on the Silver Skin and Roll Podcast Network. Thank you very much, Miriam, for hopping on. I I look forward to talking to you again uh, now more that you're doing more columns. Is the, the is the genie piece out? Yet? Yeah, I, I, yeah, it's. Uh, I think it's. Yeah, it's in today's paper and on the internet. So. All right. Well, I'm gonna go find that. I can't wait to. I should have read. I'm. I'm a terrible host. I should have read it before I hopped on here. Um, but thank you very Thanks much. Thanks for letting me plug, and thank you for having me. I'm a longtime listener. <laughs> thank you very much. Uh, best of luck. I can't wait to, to to get your your columns now this year. Congratulations on the column. Thanks.